Welcome back to Insurance Happy Hour. I'm Becky. And I'm Laird. And we are at Elevate. Yeah. In the Big Easy. That was my nickname <laughs> in my early 20s. I don't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, New, Orleans, New Orleans was a uh, interesting sh- uh, pick. And actually, I like it. I've been to other shows in New Orleans, and none of them have actually been as good as this one. Yeah? What makes this one good, you think? Uh, you know, it was the block party. Oh, that was a good. That was that was neat. The weather worked out. It started raining about halfway through, but then it stopped, and it was just an overall really good, really good uh, event. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, Bourbon, St. Charles, Canal, all the streets that uh, have a lot of fun here. It kind of contribute to the the atmosphere, the atmosphere, and the experience. And also, they didn't do it. You know, I know there's a lot of shows that like to do. Sh- stuff in like trendy hotels and elevates kind of done that the past two yeah where they really had a trendy hotel this is a normal hotel it's just a normal marriott however it allows that dynamic of being at the show and having the the corporate kind of you know trade show experience with all the sessions all the way down to you get to go down to bourbon street and see all the history the museums the art the food, oh, the there's music. Mu- there's museums down there. There are museums. They're interspersed. It was just the hour that we were down there. Okay. There's there's not many. There, there's not museums open at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, there's there's not. So, if you want a nice cultural experience, New Orleans is definitely the place to go. Just not at one in the morning. Well, you get a different culture at one in the morning. You do. And what was funny was uh, you and I went to a bar. Yep. And, you know, prepping for this, right? You know, prepping for the show, of course. Yep. And uh, what happened was generally you go to Bourbon Street and it's girls that are, you know, showing more than they should. Yep. For beads. And so it, this is a calm weekend here. I mean, this is post Mardi Gras and all that. So it, it's was a, a, it was like, what, Sunday night? Yeah. And, you know, everybody's at church. At one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but we were sitting at a bar and uh, behind Becky, lo and behold, like six or seven guys come in and then they decide to do a show. <laughs> they took their shirts off. And Laird, Laird's making his face and I'm like, what? What? And then I hear this noise and so I turn around and these guys are shirtless and getting their picture. The bartender's taking their picture. One guy even has his pants around his ankles. Uh-huh. And I was like, what? Yeah, I, I was like. happened? <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess you 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 got to see something today. I didn't need to see that, but it was just it was, I guess, a moment that very that happens in very few places. New Orleans being one of them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it was a it was a great it was a great time that we actually went out and you know did that. It, but really, it's you know we we've gone to dinner a couple times with different groups and different people. It's a really great experience coming down here for the food. And just meeting all the people. And it really makes me think about the state of trade shows. Yes. We go to a lot. so We go, go, go to quite a few. So we have some real insight. And, you know, Elevate has its ups, has its downs. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the past few years have been, ah, God bless it. I got to really work on this, you know. <laughs> I know the squirrel rabbit trail, all of these types of things. Tangent, Laird, tangent. Tangent, I know. I'm, I'm going to stay on it today. But there's, it's really hard to put on a show that has a lot of quality content. It, it, well, there's a lot to a show, right? You have the content aspect. You have the your sponsors and exhibitors. 
um, who want to get what they feel is a good return on the show. And then you also have the networking, right? And then the, you have the other things that people don't normally think about, but like the food. If you, and there are shows that you can go that we've been to that had really good food. And it, that's something that's – why are you looking at me that? Well, I, no, it's, it's the, I remember the exact show it was. Yeah. It was ours. Well, I didn't and want to. You didn't want to talk about it, but I've been doing shows forever. Yes. And the food – at that show stuck out. People still say I was stuff. Say, people still talk about it because it stands out because most shows you go to, the food is not that great. It's your standard like grilled chicken breast and mashed potatoes and green beans for mm-hmm. lunch, right? So having a really good food and good like breaks, solid breaks can, can make a show stand out. Yeah. Um, but certainly, that's not the most important part of it. The most important part would be the content, the networking, and you know, being able to deliver value to your sponsors and exhibitors. Yeah, and you know, the balance of that is sponsors pay the bills. But yes. Like a lot of the registrations, you got to understand, do not pay the bills. Yes, these that's, shows that's just not even often not even covering base price. Correct. the The majority of these shows cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, and some shows are in the millions of dollars yes. to put on. So people really need to understand that when you come to these shows, the sponsors, really visiting the sponsor, I, this is not self-serving that we want people to come up and see us at a show or vendors or whatnot, but you really need to, if you want these shows to continue, you need to engage yeah. with the vendors. I, You know, there's a tendency, I think, to be like, oh, I don't want to talk to them because they're going to want to sell me something. Well, don't worry about that. Go up and at least say, hey, I appreciate you helping put this show on because I get a lot of value out of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And also you don't want your consumers, your customers having that same mentality. Oh God, I don't want to talk to them because they're going to try to sell me something. Well, that's all of our jobs. We're, we're all salespeople in this. Now what gets me is whenever you go to trade shows and people get up on stage and it's an adver- advertisement. Mm. It's just an absolute like, oh, you guys are so great. We, we love you. And the, they say nothing and they do nothing. And they're really just up there talking about their own products. Yeah. That's one thing that uh, I do when I get up on stage. Like I just say, hey, I'm ITC. With the, um, I'm with ITC. We sell rating, marketing rating management products. And that's it. Yeah. And then I move on. I tell them. And I've seen you do this. And you, you, you go, well, if you want to learn more about what our products are, I'm happy to tell you our booth is yep. right there at the end. Come by and say hi, and we'll, we'll talk about that. But now we're going to be talking about. Then I rabbit trail into yeah. a completely different conversation and topic and go down the line. I am better about not diverting whatever I'm speaking. Usually I have a pretty more you know, straight and narrow yeah. set of what I'm doing. So we got a backup band today. We do. <laughs> it's a single man band. It's a, it sounds like he's got the, the full the full jazz band. He's doing that just on his keyboard. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's currently doing Fly Me to the Moon, which is a fantastic song. Mm. Fly me to the moon. <laughs> Jupiter Mars. Alright, back to back to talking about the, the shows. Yep. Is They've done a they in in this show. We were talking about this last night. This show has actually changed a lot from the first to the second to the third. Right. Well, you know, it's something that as you iterate, you improve. You it's, hope. Well, I know, I know something that something that they uh, agency nation and trustedchoice.com has really tried to do is take each show and figure out 
what was really great? What can we do better? What new ideas can we bring into it so it doesn't feel stale? Yeah. Well, they've, they've done a good job on this one. Yeah. Except they, they, they could use some different speakers. <laughs> don't know who. Yeah. I don't know who I'd recommend. I mean, if they called me, I might be able to recommend somebody. Yeah. Uh, me too. I, you know, I, got, I got a long laundry list of people that I can recommend. <laughs> But comparing this to other shows, and I've seen this, there's a lot of shows out there that are becoming very stale. Yes. That I can tell you the schedule of events mm. for a show to a T. And you, while a lot of people like that, they like that uniformity, people also are looking for new things. And if you have the same stale show, then you think about it. It's like, well, this is no new ideas. These are stale ideas. Yeah. And it's not going to change. Yep. And as we try to get more people into the industry and to engage people, the shows need to be a lot more driven like this. I have not ever been to a show that has this many young people. Or women. Or women. Correct. And re- really the crazy thing is a lot of the young young people are women. Like the majority of it is women. Yes. And it's exciting to see because they are bringing new ideas mm-hmm. in the terms of how to operate, how how they see things. They're giving new perspectives, and they really like to share that. Because one of the things that I always see is that the people who are doers in the industry generally are not talkers. It's the those that can teach, you know, that yeah. those that can't can teach. They're out that, there doing it rather than correct stopping to talk about and, it. and stop and talk about it. And with a generation that is driven on you know oversharing and social engagement and whatnot, where they want to be noticed, they want that look at me, look at what I've done. They're sharing a lot of those ideas, and it's helping the industry by bringing those cool, neat ideas. Conversely, it actually drives some people away. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, F this. Wow, I was about to just go up. <laughs> I was about to use every curse word in this. <laughs> what is, I need a bleep button. But they, they just say, screw this. I'm not going to deal with this. Like, I don't want to get engaged online. I don't want to do with, deal with that and this. I just want to go through life doing exactly what I'm doing. We've heard a large, a large group of agents who are you know getting forced to, to try new technology raiders management systems marketing systems all that that they've never really had to have before now they're having to do this and they're just going you know i don't want to do it and I th- i'm thinking about selling my business that's all wow give up that's that that's what that, you want to that, do that's what, that's what they're doing is rather than actually trying to improve the agency rather than actually trying to think past themselves to, you know, who could take over or who wants to take over. They're just, they're, they're turning in their cards and walking away from the game. Yeah. One of my favorite agencies is actually an ESOP. So it's employee owned. Right. And it took them, you know, 20 years, but I was, I was speaking to another agency that's looking to turn into a, an employee owned agency. <coughs> Slowly getting people out of the the owners, the founders, and all that. Slowly getting them out, and then getting the actual you know employees engaged in it. And whenever you're engaged, and you have ownership and equity and buy-in, all of a sudden you get a much more engaged agent. 
or any type of employee. Right. So I, I see a lot of that transformation is that we're going away from these stalwart agencies to very progressive, forward-looking agencies, which is a great thing. And I meet a lot of those agency owners here at Elevate. But then I go to other big eye local shows or any one-off ones, PIAs, big eyes, whatnot. And everybody at those shows are just, it's like, yeah, how are things going? Oh, things are good. They're about the same as they were last year. That's what you said for the past four years. Well, here's why I think this show is different. They are all about learning and motivating each other and educating each other. And the people who are attracted to that are the owners and the agents who want to do better, who want to change, who want, who are not afraid to change, who are not afraid to try new things, right? Whereas your local shows, your big eyes, PIAs, whatever, those shows, it's, it's the CE. People come for the CE. You know, they like, they like the networking, maybe a little bit. Really, they like the drinking. Um, but it's, it's, it's more about just checking that box. And that's something that we've talked about uh, back when we did our show. Is we do not want our show to be just, I'm checking the box of CE so I can, I can maintain my license. No. You know, we wanted to provide information and value in a way that they weren't getting at other shows. And I think Elevate's doing the same thing. That, that's, that's absolutely correct. Because really... This show started off, it's about marketers. That was the first two years. And what's changed is a little bit of technology at this show. There's a lot more operations, I think, this year. Talk about how I set up my operations, how I set up my Mm. process, how I set up my technology uh, than I've heard in the last two years. Now, the the problem with that is, is, yeah, this is where it goes off the rails a little bit of, of our normal MO of this podcast is that the technology that a lot of these agencies use is old. And it's not looking to change. And I was on a, um, I was in one of the sessions about APIs. Mm-hmm. APIs are the new blockchain. Everybody talks Except about they're them. they're not new. <laughs> APIs are older than I, blockchain. I know. I, it's, I'm just saying, the whole idea of that is... Because APIs have been around forever. It's application programming interface. It's, a, it's how you integrate with another application. That has been around since the early days of Windows and everywhere. I mean, this is not new. However, now it's a big buzzword, just like blockchain. That's why I was like, it's like the new blockchain. But I was in this session, and no one understood it. No one actually understood what an API. And I'm not talking about dropping down to API like... It's a gateway that uses SOAP or web services. It could be AJAX, JSON, all the you know all these buzzwords. No, that's not what it is. No one actually just said it's a way for two systems to communicate with each other. Yeah. And the real problem is a lot of the technology providers in the insurance industry right now are not exposing their APIs. And if they are, it's expensive. Yeah. Massively expensive. Uh, one uh, won't name names, but we were in the, that API session, and a guy got up and he was talking about it, and he goes, "My vendor charges it wanted forty thousand dollars to integrate with their API. Their API is done. I know that. I know that vendor's API is done. They just see it as an opportunity to take money, and that's the problem." 
this is the agency's data, right. not my data, not that vendor's data. Any vendor that charges you money, and I'm talking thousands of dollars, I could, I could concede maybe 250 bucks to get your data out of a system because you have to pay for someone to get the data out. You have to put it on a drive. You got to securely send it. You got to confirm it. You got to do all these things to make sure that it gets there securely and safely. But thousands of dollars for data is ridiculous. Absolutely. There's no reason for that. And so they're holding your data hostage. I would not sign any contract with an, with a technology vendor period without what is my teardown? How do, you know? How much will it cost if I want to get my data out? What is the full schedule of your services so I understand where they are? Because could you imagine getting in bed with an agency management system vendor and then all of a sudden they charge you forty thousand dollars to access your data, or don't you, and then or they dictate who you can access your data? There's another technology vendor that says yes, we have an API that anybody can access, except for you. You can't access it. Because we don't like you. We're competitors, so we, we don't... There's too much fear, I think. I think there's a lot of fear around this and why, you know, they, they talk about how they have an API, but then they put up these roadblocks to actually using it, right? I think there's fear. And why, I mean, to one side I can see, you know, we, we as a technology vendor, have a lot of really critical personal information about people mm-hmm. that is stored on our server. Well, yep. not stored on our servers, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, that is a high risk. Correct. And opening it up. Opening it up exposes that, right? But you can do it in a way that is secure and um, not really... Loggable, auditable, all of it. Yes. Absolutely. But it's not, and it's not, I don't think just that fear. I think there's also this fear of if we open up, they are not going to need us as much anymore. That's, and that's total BS. I agree. It is. Because look at uh, Facebook. Facebook opened wide open. Twitter and Facebook, they opened wide open. And then they realized that they can monetize their access to their API. Yep. And so they pulled back. However, it was the buildup of all those APIs and the people that, you know, you can log into most apps using Facebook now because technically you're using the authentication API. Right. And these systems, they don't realize that whenever you give ready access to someone's plot data, they can use it better and it makes your system more valuable. Mm-hmm. And frankly, who cares? If... You are not confident enough in your technology that you are selling customers because you are afraid they're going to leave you because you're giving them access to data and your system's not improving to the level of other players in the market. That's bad on you. You should, you should not be afraid of losing your customers. And, and that's why you know all of our products are month-to-month effectively. Right. Is earn your business every single month. And if not... Whatever it may be, there's no teardown. You know, it's it's easy for us to, you know, part as friends. And that's what we want to do. Now, am I concerned about retention and, and worrying about that? Absolutely. However, that's my job right. to make sure that that doesn't... Uh, if we're not retaining correctly, then we have a problem. We have to fix it. Correct. So that that's one of the biggest takeaways that I had from this show 
was okay, the I'm glad you brought it back around because I'm like we got spun off on two <laughs> Well, it's not because it was it was a it was a spe- it was a couple speeches that happened here at Elevate that just yeah. Frankly, I you know I, I'm I'm surprised that uh, Twitter still allows me on after. <laughs> did you tweet about it? I totally missed that. If you I, did. I I tweeted offhand. Okay. I, I effectively said, "Hey, you know." Did, it was it was how they used APIs to connect all these systems together, mm. and I'm like, or you could just buy one system that does it all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we can make it easy on you. Go to getitc.com. Correct, and and, and people. And what's funny is a couple of people were in that that group with me, and they they were liking it, and they were they were replying to it, going, "I, I see you. I, know what <laughs> I, I see what you do. I, I see what you do it." But yeah, it, it's it. It's amazing how at these shows, people are now open and willing and able. At this show, to really, yeah, they, at this show, they, I see, I see the people that are open, willing, and able for to engage all these products and bring everything together and make their lives easier and better and more efficient. Yet you still see the fear. Yeah, you still still see the fear in some of these agents that are here. Even these agents are here, or these. Older stalwart and and heck, we're a stalwart. We started in 1983, right? So we're old in, in that regard. We're we're actually older than Applied. And yes. Vertifor was technically founded. The AMS and all that was the conglomerate that brought all that together. Was founded also after us. They had another they had another company, ARS or something like that, that was down in College Station, and they knew Scott. I mean, Scott and them talked all the time, right? And so you know, it's just. We've all been around for a while. It just these, and I'm not saying this applied to Vertifor, EasyLinks, or any any of those types of Hawksoft or whatever. They're afraid of this. I'm not saying specifically who they are. They might be, <laughs> but they need to start enabling this for their customers. Their customers are their most important asset, and frankly, the customer's most important asset is their data. Right, and it's they're not fooling their customers. No. Right, they're not at all about what what they're doing, and so it's and customers are frustrated they're. about about not being able to get systems to work together, at least you know, and being very limited in, in those kinds of capacities. So, I think they're doing themselves a disservice by not being more open with that, mm-hmm. because if people come around that are, yeah, they're going to move. And where people really need to, to start looking at these trade shows is the real disruptors in this industry and what the real disruptions that are going to happen are going to be the vendors and the technology because people are coming, people are noticing the insurance industry and that's what this whole insure tech movement is all about, that they've seen changes in this industry and they're going, okay, this industry is ripe for us to actually create something. Yeah. So... Um, we've just gotten to the to the point where it's time for people to start embracing trade shows, embracing the technology that we that is here, but also embracing the opportunity that these shows provide. Right, and you know, I would really love to see um, these local shows, the state shows, get better. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, try to make them a little bit better. Provide more value. Do more than just the CE, and the, and they do. They try, but it's the same old speech, and every single one. I mean, we go to so many. You hear it over and over again, and it's just it's not 
the the energy, the motivation that comes out of this show does not happen at those shows because they are not coming together and talking about how can we better ourselves. Here's what I'm doing. Let's learn. Let's let's share these ideas. Right. I would like to see that happen more at the the state and local shows. Yeah, and it also this is not self serving just because I want to have more agents show up so I can sell them more stuff when they come to my booth. <laughs> but what we, what agents need to, to recognize the value that these shows bring and they need to go because attendance is falling at the majority of shows yeah. because of the CE component. Now you can do it online and you can do all this. And we do agent appreciation events, mm-hmm. which are a little bit different. It's, we're not selling anything. We're not talking about any products. We just bring agents together to build that networking that used to happen at these shows because a lot of them aren't coming and right. we do them locally. So people aren't having to travel to some wild they destination. They don't have to take the day off out of the office. So it's, there needs to be a reason for people to come and it cannot be just to eat because like you said, it's online now. Why do I have to go to it? Why do I have to take time out of the office to go halfway across the state or to another state or whatever to go to a show? Mm-hmm. There needs to be another reason. It has to be compelling. Yep. Absolutely. So what's next for you at this show? Um, well, I think we're going to record another episode. And we have are. A guest. We're going to have a guest. And we have a third mic. Third Look at that mic. thing. I am super excited that we don't have to share a mic anymore <laughs> when we have a guest. It's always so awkward. Yeah, the, the whole swivel thing going yeah. and, you know, almost ear to ear. And you're like, it's like, okay, okay, okay. Well. Get out of my way, Laird. I'm yeah, trying to I, speak. I, I know. Hey, at least it it gives that whole I'm not interrupting you thing because like it, it's hard to interrupt when there's no mic in front of me. But. Except for when you shove me out of the way so you can get. I to the only mic. did that once, and <laughs> I only used both hands, and I put my weight into it. So get out of my way. Uh, yeah, no, there's a there's a couple uh, ones that sessions that I want to go to later on yeah, today. I'm planning to as well. The Ask Kodiak one. Yeah, it will be fun. That those guys have the right idea. And those are exactly what I'm talking about. A, a up-and-coming technology vendor that gets gets it. Gets yep. how to use technology, how to leverage technology. And, and wants to work with correct. other people. Like they, they're, they're not afraid to go, like, I don't, we don't do everything. This is what we do. Let's work together so that we are providing the value. Correct. Yeah. So that. And uh, then, then it's just like closing remarks and all that. And then it's wind down and go home. Mm-hmm. It's always hard. Uh, trade shows that don't have a closing party are always weird for me. Like, it's just like, it's this, okay, okay, okay. And then they have, and oh, did you notice that they called everything keynotes? All like, the general sessions. All yeah. the general sessions mm-hmm. they called keynotes. I'm like, that's not technically a keynote whenever you have a key ring full of keynotes. <laughs> it's like keynote, 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 keynote. Yeah. They're, they're more general sessions, I would have. Exactly. And, and the keynote, you know, now they, they now have like 20 speakers that have been keynote speakers because they all, all technically were keynotes at this show. Yeah. But yeah, whenever the show just abruptly ends, like general session, keynote, and we're done. It's like, well, what do I do now? Yeah, I'm lost. <laughs> people, I miss my friend. Pe- pe- people walk out like, you know, uh, people leaving Vegas they're, where they're just bewildered. <laughs> that they're like, what does this happen? <laughs> are they bewildered or are they hungover? A little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I believe it's time that we uh, we kick out of here, and I'm looking forward to our next one where we have uh, Matt Aaron. Yes, from insurance uh, agent app. Yep, and we'll we'll talk about how you don't like installing apps. <laughs> I, I expect to get an earful of on that topic. All right. Well, if uh, you enjoyed this podcast, which at least was somewhat entertaining for one person listening to it, um, please make sure you subscribe. And you can find uh, Becky and I on Twitter uh, using the hashtag Insurance Happy Hour or. Oh, you want me to come up with some random hashtag? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. I, I, I cannot right now. All right. Uh, you can also tweet using the hashtag, Cajun music only sounds good when you're drunk. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. See, mine would not have been nearly as good. I know. I, I was giving you the opportunity. I, well, I was not prepared for the opportunity, oh. so I, yeah, I can't think that back funny on the fly all right well but i i do want to hear what our listeners think about trade shows are they still going to trade shows what shows did you what shows elevate like? and why did you not say hi to me yeah why didn't you ask me on the podcast why did, why did we only have one person want to be on it but that was the other thing is we've had a lot of people come up to us and say hey i've heard your podcast yeah so that's pretty, pretty good yes all right becky well the entire time has been a lot of fun and as always thanks for listening difference between this show and InsureTech Connect is I am not hungover. <laughs> this is so true. I mean, you know, we, we, we had a late night the first night, so I woke up with a little bit of a headache, but compared to the Vegas hangovers... I, I couldn't see straight. <laughs> and, I mean, that episode was horrible. I mean, was so I did half that episode with my head on the mic. And it was noticeable. <laughs> we should go back and delete it. No. You're right.